0: Welcome. You're listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print-impaired. Materials or items read on Ayers are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, and welcome to this series of readings from Discover Magazine, a presentation of Ayers Today's article was written by Julia Michie-Bruckner, and is from the September-October issue of the magazine. The article is written in the first person, and it's a part of the ongoing series of articles in the magazine called Vital Signs. Trevor's Telltale Heart. A month after recovering from COVID-19, Trevor had never felt sicker, but it was the 13-year-old's failing heart that pointed to a new and unusual illness. Trevor looked miserable, pale, exhausted, and sweating with fever. His throat burned, his joints ached, and his stomach turned with nausea. Although only 13, he had never felt this sick in his life. He had gone to karate the day before, but had to sit down after doing just a couple moves. He had COVID last month, now this, his father lamented. He can't seem to catch a break. He's missed so much school. I've heard similar laments from many parents in the Pediatric Emergency Department recently. By the fall of 2022, as masking declined and social gatherings increased, kids were coming down with all sorts of viruses they had been sheltered from for years. Trevor had symptoms common to many viruses that were circulating in the community, including COVID-19, influenza, adenovirus, and Epstein-Barr virus, or EBV. I wanted to find a culprit, but I also wanted to help Trevor feel better. Thankfully, with intravenous fluids to rehydrate him, alongside medications for pain and nausea and a much-needed nap, Trevor began to feel more like himself again. What's more, his rapid test for infectious mononucleosis, or mono, a common illness in kids his age that is often caused by the EBV virus returned positive. Mono can leave patients feeling ill, tired, and achy for several weeks. While there's no vaccine or cure for the illness, it's typically treated with a simple regimen of hydration, over-the-counter medications like acetaminophen and ibuprofen for pain and fever, and lots of rest. Though it can take weeks to feel better again, in most people, mono does not have serious consequences, and it resolves on its own with time. Trevor and his father left the emergency department grateful to finally get an answer to what was making him so miserable. I was surprised to see Trevor return to us just a few days later, feeling much worse. He can barely walk without getting winded, his father said. He almost collapsed, climbing a few steps at home today. As soon as I placed my stethoscope on his chest, I heard Trevor's heart beating far too rapidly. His fever had climbed higher, his head throbbed, and his joint pain had become unbearable. What's more, a splotchy red rash had blossomed all over his body. He was also complaining of stabbing chest pain and shortness of breath, both symptoms not typical of infectious mononucleosis. I was worried. Trevor looked much worse than I would expect for someone with mono, and his cardiac symptoms caused my heart rate to increase as well. I began to question the first diagnosis, feeling anxious that we had missed something. Moving swiftly, we expanded our search, checking a slew of blood tests, as well as an electrocardiogram, or EKG, which measures the heart's electrical activity, and a chest X-ray. As each result returned, the picture became clearer. Trevor had a new and unusual illness. Perhaps most alarmingly, his EKG and chest X-ray revealed his heart was larger than expected, and an additional blood test showed that it wasn't pumping normally. Why would an otherwise healthy 13-year-old boy suddenly be experiencing heart failure? The additional blood tests we had ordered showed that Trevor's body was plagued by high levels of inflammation. This, and his prior bout of COVID-19 infection the month before, clinched the diagnosis. Trevor was one of the less than 1% of children infected by COVID-19 who suffer from a rare complication known as Multisystem Inflammatory System in Children, or MIS-C. It turns out that Trevor's rapid infectious mononucleosis test had been a rare false positive, something that occurs in less than 2% of antibody tests for the disease. All along, his symptoms had been caused by a particularly severe case of MISC, causing significant damage to his heart. First identified in a cluster of children in the UK in the spring of 2020, MISC has now impacted kids all over the world. In the US, nearly 10,000 children have come down with the disease, more than 70 of whom died as a result. It's been seen in children as young as one year old and as old as 20, though most of those affected are between eight and 11 years old, with black and Hispanic children more likely to be affected. MISC typically occurs two to six weeks after infection with the SARS-CoV-2 virus. While scientists are still investigating what causes it, some researchers think that it's triggered by an exaggerated and overactive immune system response to COVID-19 infection. This immune response manifests as severe inflammation across the body, leading to MISC's unique constellation of symptoms, prolonged fever that often lasts more than five days, pain and swelling in the joints, unusual skin rashes, a sore throat, and vomiting, diarrhea, and headaches. The illness can impair the functions of the liver and kidneys as well, leading to problems with proper blood clotting and clearing waste from the body. MISC can also cause the heart to pump poorly, leading it to become floppy and strained. This can result in extreme fatigue, arrhythmias, dangerously low blood pressure, and even death if not diagnosed and treated. The disease can also be tricky to diagnose. In part, that's because in its early progression, MISC mimics the symptoms of other more common childhood illnesses like mono, influenza, adenovirus infection, bacterial sepsis, and Lyme disease. Complicating things further, it also follows the pattern of other inflammatory illnesses such as juvenile idiopathic arthritis, toxic shock syndrome, mast cell activation syndrome, and Kawasaki disease. As such, it's up to healthcare providers to consider MISC as a possible diagnosis, ask patients about recent COVID-19 infection, and conduct the right battery of tests for a cluster of symptoms. Blood tests in particular might be the most helpful for distinguishing MIS-C from its mimickers. They show a characteristic pattern, including elevated markers of inflation, elevated liver enzymes, and blood cell abnormalities, like insufficient white blood cells, low platelets, and anemia, a condition where patients don't have enough red blood cells to carry oxygen through the body. In Trevor's case, blood tests proved to be a key tool in identifying his MISC diagnosis we quickly realized that Trevor's heart problems were the most serious and distinguishing feature of his illness. They were the real roots of the worsening fatigue and difficulty with physical exertion that brought him back to the hospital. Examining his heart further with an EKG and an echocardiogram, essentially an ultrasound of the heart, revealed that his ventricles were not squeezing normally. Beyond that, Trevor had fluid in between the heart muscle and its outer layer of skin, called the pericardium, that was further restricting his heart's ability to pump. Trevor is not alone. These heart troubles have been seen in many other children with MISC. And although their causes are not yet understood, possible culprits could be direct damage to the heart cells from inflammation or even clogging of the blood vessels. One of COVID 19's most serious complications that deliver oxygen and nutrition to those same cells. Thankfully, unlike in many other causes of heart dysfunction, the effects of MISC on the heart are reversible with treatment. Nearly all children treated for MISC related ventricular dysfunction had their hearts pumping normally again within three months. Physicians and scientists are still unraveling how, exactly, COVID-19 infection leads to MISC, and how it causes inflammation and organ damage. But the medical community has identified treatments that have proven helpful. Building on knowledge of other inflammatory illnesses, like Kawasaki disease, medications that modulate the immune system, such as intravenous immunoglobulin and steroids, have helped some children recover. These treatments, as well as vaccines that reduce the risk of COVID infection, and by extension, MISC, have kept many children alive and well. Trevor became one such success story. After several doses of intravenous immunoglobulin, he felt like a new person. His fevers finally stopped and his heart function improved rapidly. He left the hospital after just a few days and soon returned to his karate dojo, fit and able to work toward his black belt again. Julia Michie bruckner is a pediatrician at Children's Hospital Colorado and an assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. The cases described in Vital Signs are real, but names and certain details have been changed. My name is Brian Lemon. Thank you for listening, and stay curious.